Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five- and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. My guest today is my beautiful friend, Jolinda Johnson. Jolinda Johnson is a women's health coach, mentor, and priestess who is passionate about helping women break up with the good girl and return to the wild, whole, healthy, and free. As a result of working together, her clients begin living in harmony with their hormones and menstrual cycles, build trust in their bodies and their inner wisdom, and rebuild the spiritual connection they've been missing to surrender into what feels good. I wanted to have a conversation with Jolinda about burnout, which is something that she supports her clients with every single day. My own journey included a stint of burnout in my first year of business. I know with the power of hindsight that if I'd listened to the warning signs of my body, it's something I could have avoided. There's a story in business that burnout or hustling needs to be part of your story. And I call bullshit on that. My aim is that you can listen to this episode and recognize that if you are edging into the early stages of burnout in your own life, you can take the necessary action to bring your body back to equilibrium. A thriving business starts and ends with you being a healthy CEO. I hope you love this episode as much as I loved recording it for you. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here with the incredible Jolinda Johnson. Welcome, beautiful woman. Thank you, Ellie. Great to be here. I'm incredibly excited to have this chat today because... I think from both my own experience and what I see so often with clients, we often don't take care of ourselves enough as CEOs, as business owners at all stages of our journey. And so I think it's going to be really fascinating for us to dive in and talk about all things burnout and how we can really take care of our health so that it doesn't get to that point. Can you start by just sharing a little bit about how you serve your clients and the journey that you've gone on to get to this point? So I'm a women's health coach. That basically means that I'm a a certified holistic health coach with a specialization in hormone health, as well as a certified life coach and a priestess. So I like to say I'm a health coach, life coach, and spiritual advisor all in one, but really focused on the health of the whole woman, mind, body, and spirit. And I help brilliant women go from burnt out to blissed out. So um, lately, I've really been 
honing my energy into supporting women who are um, on the brink of burnout or who are recovering from it and helping them to really put together all the pieces so that they can emerge as just this whole woman who is in connection with her body, understanding of how her menstrual cycles support her, how her hormones, you know, basic understanding of how her hormones work and what she can do to prepare for all of the different phases of womanhood and just be wild and free without fear because I think embracing the wild woman has been such a huge part of my journey. So I love helping um, my clients really break up with the good girl and claim, reclaim the wild within them. And that's kind of my mission in a nutshell. Tell me more about the wild woman. So how might we be able to identify the wild woman within ourselves? And how did you identify the wild woman within you? Well, the wild woman came to me when I was, uh, I was doing, I don't, I don't like to call it training, but uh, the priestess mistress mind with Julie Parker and uh, Sora Schilling, then Sora No. And that was a 14 month journey into my work as a priestess and my shadow archetype, which happens to be the wild woman and all of the different ways that I had suppressed her and you can kind of identify your shadow archetype by things that scare you or even repulse you, things that make you feel really uncomfortable. And I had always been someone who clung tightly to rules and control and, you know, getting the gold star. So if I just follow these steps and be the very best I can possibly be, everything will all work out. <laughs> Which, you know, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, you know that's not how, how it goes. There are a lot of surprises on the entrepreneurial journey that have nothing to do with how hard you work. Things that are way out of your control. If this year has taught us anything, right? It's that we can plan everything to the T, but they're wild cards all the time. But when it comes to my clients and myself, the key to my own relationship with uh, the wild woman was seeing her as a force to be worked with and embraced as opposed to feared because I think we identify the, the wild woman as the feral woman, the woman who has been, you know, in chain so long that when she's finally released, she just wreaks havoc. When really the wild woman is the empowered woman. She's the woman who doesn't take no for an answer. The woman who is deeply in tune with what she wants and will go after that regardless of what society expects of her or what family members expect of her. She's not out for destruction, but she will burn things down if they're not serving her. And she came out in my life at various points, usually in times of crisis. And that's when I realized like, wow, the wild woman always is with me, but I don't give her a voice. And so once I started incorporating her more into my daily life, breaking a lot of my own rules and coloring outside of the lines and just it, you know being a bit more provocative and experimenting with those things that I, in my own mind, had classified as taboo. And just doing things based on how they made me feel, based on how much sense they made, 
then things really started opening up for me. And that's what my clients experience as well, you know, because we can only work in that masculine linear way of thinking for so long before we realize that we're, we're really working against ourselves. If that's our way of living 100% of the time, right? Because life is not all about making sense and doing the right thing. There are a lot of surprises and a lot of surrender and a lot of just uh, exploration that makes life a lot more interesting <laughs> and more fun to be in. So, Look, I, I certainly identify with this. I mean, the start of my business journey was involved a lot of breaking up with the old ways of being and old habits of working and old ways of showing up in my work and with people. And so I'm talking very similarly to you. And I, I know these are conversations we've had before. So I love that we're having these here, but really breaking up with the good girl, really understanding what ease and fun and joy looked like for me in a daily capacity, which sounds so ridiculous to say out loud, but arguably, I mean, I'm sure you have these conversations with clients all the time. I I know I do, but if we're, um, you know, if we're looking at tapping into that wild woman, what are some ways that we can do that on the daily? You mentioned before that you have a daily practice around that specifically in our business. What might that look like? Oh, share a story. You know, when I first started, I specialized in fertility. So I I call myself a fertility coach. And even then, which was four years ago now, I hired a stylist because I didn't trust myself to make my own choices when it came to my wardrobe and my first photo shoot. And she said, you know, we really need to go with soft colors like mint green, beige, white. And my intuition was saying, no, <laughs> I, I always saw myself as using bold colors, you know, like black and red, which is basically what I and you know, those are my colors now. But I thought, well, you're right, you know, fertility is like, you know, bunnies and chicks and Easter. And so, <laughs> um, but that is a situation where I went with what made sense, where had I listened to the wild woman, which you know, shows up a lot as our intuition, I would have said, well, why is it that I'm seeing black mm. and red? Maybe it's because I want my brand to be something different. Maybe I need to go back to the roots and think of like, why is it that I'm so passionate about fertility in the first place? And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I no longer call myself a fertility coach, not because I stopped caring about fertility, but because I know that there is more than one way to be a woman in this world than be a mother. And there were a lot of women coming to me who had hormonal issues who did not want to have children. And I desperately wanted to help them, but they only saw me as fertility. You know, I, I help women achieve hormonal balance so that they can improve their chances of conception and also to connect with their bodies and their cycles so that they understand how to mother themselves and nurture themselves independent of the baby. And that's a lot of what I do now. 
But my point is, is that um, welcoming the wild woman is following those intuitive hits. It's having time every day to connect with your body, whether that be through ecstatic dance or yoga or, you know, spending time in nature just for 10 minutes a day, connecting with those cycles. It's making time for, you know, what I call my altar or my sacred space so that I have a container to just be with myself without judgment. You know, a lot of women describe themselves as coming undone or unraveling. And because we're so committed to this idea that we always have to have it together and we need spaces where we can allow ourselves to feel fully and really sit with our feelings and know that they're valid and that their expression is valid. And also just time for, I really, you know, Ellie, I struggle with play, even though I have a six-year-old son who is an expert at play. He, he often says to me, mama, I just want to play. I just want to have fun. That's what life is, it's having fun. <laughs> I still struggle with that sometimes, um, but it's looking for opportunities where you can do the unexpected, where you can color outside the lines, whatever that looks like for you, where you can, as I said, spoil yourself and do things based on the way they feel, regardless of whether they make sense. And that's why connecting with the wild woman is really about connecting with your body because if we have a wall between our mind and our body then we're missing out on so much valuable information and the wild woman is you know if nothing else she thrives on that uh, sensory information that touch feel taste i love so much that that all really started with connecting first to your intuition and getting really clear on that voice and then creating, showing up, leading, going about your day, doing everything that you do from that place first and foremost. Because I think that especially when we're building our businesses, it's so easy to forget how important that is to, to tap back into that and connect with that. And so prioritizing that and making time for that is incredibly important. And look, I hear you when it comes to play, I, I forget to play all the time, but it's just so ridiculous how we can trip ourselves up as humans, because I know that in my forgetting to play, it's often a form of self-sabotage because the more that I play and the more fun that I have, that's actually when I make the most money. And when I call in the most clients, I even recently, uh, when Che and I were on our trip up North, I joked with him. I said, Hey, the more areas that we go into where there's no reception and it's just you and I like swimming and hiking, like the business is just going to thrive during those times. <laughs> we almost need to do more of that. And it's just so fascinating to me, but really it's exactly what you said that, well, when we're connected to our intuition, when we're connected to our truth, when we're connected to that inner wild woman, that's when things are actually going to work in our favor. That's actually when everything's going to flow in a way that makes the most sense for us. So 
Let's switch gears a little bit. And I love this so much because I feel like we're getting the opportunity to dive into the different facets of you. And this is why I think that your work is so wonderful because you have got that incredible spiritual experience as well as your health expertise. So let's now move into a little bit of that health conversation. Obviously, you know, being a women's health coach and working with a lot of entrepreneurs, you would see the challenges that female entrepreneurs are experiencing when it comes to their health. I would love to know, like, what are the most common things that you see? Dysregulated cortisol. So high cortisol primarily, but uh, I do get some clients who have already gone into burnout territory um, where their cortisol is just uh, way too low and they, they've lost their, their drive. Low progesterone, relatively high estrogen, uh, so relative estrogen dominance, better said, and low thyroid. Those are the, if you don't have all, you're on your way. I mean, I, I've seen a variation of that pattern so many times. It's disturbing, I'll say. It's disturbing because it's, I feel like I shouldn't be seeing the same pattern over and over and over. Um, yes. But it's almost gotten to the point of being predictable. Okay, wow. So this is quite fascinating to me. So can you tell me what all of that means <laughs> in layman's terms? So I, I love that so much because... I can hear like you literally are like, this is the spike I see in every single hormone. And this is basically universal. So what does that actually mean? Like what are each of those things like low thyroid? Like tell us more about that. Well, the you know foundation for hormonal health is really insulin and cortisol. So when we hear insulin, we think diabetes probably, but insulin is, you know, I want you to think of maintaining stable blood sugar because there's a lot that happens before diabetes that wreaks havoc on our systems. And that's one of the things that you really need to look at as a female entrepreneur is your relationship with sugar, with white sugar. Um, because it's something that I think, ironically, a lot of brilliant women don't think about is their brain health. Where are all of these great ideas coming from? And white sugar robs your brain health because of its effect on insulin. It creates inflammation in your body. It, it creates hormonal imbalance and not just white sugar, but refined carbs in general. So getting your insulin under control and keeping your blood sugar balanced by incorporating protein, fat and fiber and all of your meals and snacks and staying away, away from the white stuff, huge step. And when we have high insulin, we also have uh, high cortisol. So high cortisol, the thing, it's kind of like a trap because when we're in the first stage of burnout, which is the wired and tired phase, we feel like we're invincible because we have all of this cortisol and adrenaline pumping through our veins. Basically what's happened is that the uh, HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis has not shut off. You know, that's the thing that should be on only when we are actually under threat, but because as entrepreneurs, it can feel like we're always on and we're always dealing with something, um, cortisol stays high and it doesn't flip off the HPA axis. So we, uh, our adrenals are just constantly pumping out cortisol and adrenaline, which makes us feel in the beginning like superwoman. 
and that we can do all the things and we can stay up late and, you know, burn the candle at both ends. But then, you know, we have to remember that cortisol, which is our primary stress hormone, shares the same mother as progesterone. And when we are constantly running high on cortisol, your body will take away from pregnenolone and dial down the production of progesterone to make more cortisol. And when we are running low on progesterone, then we run high on estrogen because those two have to be in balance with each other. So that's when we have things like painful periods, heavy periods, irregular cycles, which is another thing that is not part of being a woman. That's your body saying that it needs attention. And then the thyroid comes in because once we are, um, so the thyroid is affected not only by high cortisol, but also high estrogen. And as I just said, when you have high cortisol, you also tend to, to have a relative estrogen dominance. So when I say relative estrogen dominance, I don't mean that your body suddenly starts pumping out all of this excess estrogen. It actually just means that you are running low on progesterone and that makes the ratio between the two higher. So you could actually be producing, you know, normal amounts of estrogen, but because you don't have the progesterone to balance it, then you're experiencing worse PMS, bloating, the heavy periods, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And uh, progesterone is also an anti-inflammatory. So that can, um, you know, you can start seeing things like um, fibroids and ovarian cysts and cystic breasts as well, all related to stress, to chronic stress. And so, yeah, with the thyroid, because we produce less thyroid hormone um, when we have high cortisol, and because we also produce more of thyroid binding rather than when we have high estrogen, which is basically even if your thyroid is producing enough hormone, the thyroid binding globulin will keep it from being, basically from getting where it needs to go in the, the sites in your body where it needs it most because thyroid health affects everything from how shiny your hair is to how easy it is for you to maintain your weight to how fast you are on your feet when it comes to coming up with new ideas. You have thyroid receptor sites throughout your entire body. So, you know, even breathing, heart rate, everything. So if your thyroid is working at less capacity, then everything's working at less capacity. Yeah. And eventually burnout, you know, when you get to stage four burnout, that's when your body has just been working so hard to, because cortisol is a survival hormone. It's a primary stress hormone, but it's also a survival hormone. So of course your body's going to divert all of its energy into keeping that up, but eventually it can't anymore. You know, your, your sex hormones have suffered. Your, um, at that point, when you get to stage four burnout, it's more than just you need a nap. It's that you could have years of recovery or you could have a chronic condition at that point that is not going away, you know, like Hashimoto's, which is the most mm -hmm. common form of hypothyroidism in uh, North America, Europe, and Australia, which is an autoimmune disease. You know, I have ankylosing spondylitis, which is basically spinal arthritis that I am basically convinced at this point has it was a result of my own burnout. You know, I didn't know how to manage stress in um, in my twenties, and I did a lot of things wrong just because I wasn't aware of um, 
the, the long-term consequences. And so it's just having this awareness of, as women, we are shown these images in the media and we hear these stories from our friends and these things that really aren't normal in our bodies seem normal to us, you know, like everyone has coffee. Every, everyone has coffee to, you know, have a, work harder and, and get through the day. Everyone has wine to wind down. Everyone has PMS, you know, no one likes that time of the month. Not true. <laughs> Yes. You know, not true at all. Those are actually, you know, if you are waking up in the morning and you need a cup of coffee, you know, we're not talking about ritual here. We're talking about you need a cup of coffee before you feel like you can fully function in the world. That's your sign that you need to get off of coffee. If you need, quote unquote, a glass of wine to relax at the end of the day, huge red flag and actually drinking. I've completely given up alcohol in the last year, but drinking actually deprives you of your deeper sleep that you need yes. to feel fully refreshed. And it also um, increases anxiety and can add to the relative estrogen dominance, which I spoke to earlier. But all of these things are normalized as women. You know, it's just yes. like part of being an adult. And yet your body is telling you, no, it's not, it's not normal for me. And I, I deserve better. You know, I'm, I'm just sitting over here nodding my head at this because so many of the symptoms that you shared of, you know, early burnout and even as you progress, and I want to talk about those stages of burnout in just a moment, but all of those things that you see in relation to hormones and what that looks like in the body of your clients, I've experienced so many of those things myself and it's interesting hearing you link all of that together because I know for so many of my clients, they've been through that as well. And part of the reason why I really wanted to have this conversation with you is that my story is one where I've experienced burnout. Your story is one where you've experienced burnout. For so many entrepreneurs, it's been our story. And hearing you speak made me realize actually that perhaps that's only the case because we haven't had the information that we have now, because I really believe that it doesn't have to be the story. Like I don't believe that you have to go through burnout to have a successful business. I think that that's absolute BS. And so for anyone that's listening, it would be really useful now if we just if you could share about those different phases. So you mentioned the tired and wired phase. And I love that you mentioned that because I know for me nowadays, if I'm starting to feel tired and wired, I can recognize that as, oh, okay, girlfriend, like you're, you're taking things too far right now. You need to pull back and you need to make some shifts. So can you share what the four phases are and maybe some ways in which we can ensure that we avoid getting there in the first place. So the first stage is what I like to call wired and tired. And that's where your cortisol is running high and as well as your adrenaline. And you feel like you're always on, you know, because there's so much happening and this could really happen at any stage in your business because as we grow we tend to take on more commitments and say yes to more things and sometimes the early stages can be more relaxed depending on where you're coming from but um, the thing to watch out for is if you 
get to 10 p.m., which is when your body should be winding down and you are wide awake. This is where we, a lot of us get in trouble when we are wide awake and we stay awake and we push ourselves because there's so much to do. And a lot of us who have children get into this pattern because, especially now, uh, depending on what your you know, lockdown restrictions are, but you might have been awake with the kids all day and at 10 o'clock gets around and suddenly you have me time and it throws off your circadian rhythm. So, you know, cortisol follows a diurnal pattern. So it's highest in the morning and it should be lowest at night and it should be lowest around midnight. And once cortisol clicks, clicks off, then that's when your healing and your repair happens. So if you are not asleep at midnight, then you're robbing your body and your brain of the time that it needs to really repair and regenerate. So I would say the first thing is to respect your bedtime. You know, that can be really challenging because, you know, it's even challenging for me, even though I know all of this stuff, it's still a challenge for me to get to bed on time because I have clients in all different time zones. I'm constantly getting messages. I know that if I stay up, there will be someone who I can interact with who may need me. And however, no, because how can I run a business and hold space for my clients if I have run myself ragged? So the first step in preventing stage one burnout is to recognize when you are feeling like you are just kind of hypervigilant and, and running, on, running on stress and committing to a bedtime at 10 p.m., 11 at the very, very latest, and also committing to getting off of your screens before, ideally an hour or more, but even 30 minutes can help, putting everything on airplane and committing that last 30 minutes to a consistent bedtime routine, you know, whether that is your skincare or giving yourself, you know, a nice hand massage uh, and reading just before bed. I like to use essential oils like lavender and vetiver and also an eye mask. For me, that's very helpful because I, um, I need a bit of pressure. I found I need a bit of pressure on my face just to wind down at the end of the day, especially if it's been a really busy day. The second stage of burnout, it's what I like to call sounding the alarms. And this is when um, you might notice that that cortisol has become flipped. So, you know, we're supposed to wake up with energy. When you wake up with an alarm, it's because you've had a surge of cortisol about 30 minutes before, and that should really propel you through your morning. But if you are waking up tired and then having coffee and then getting to two and feeling like you could take a nap, so then you have another cup of coffee and then you're dragging through the afternoon until your bedtime when all of a sudden lights on. And even if you want to sleep, even if you want to respect your bedtime, you're just like lying there for hours. That's another red flag. This is also when our brain function starts to suffer a bit, where we have more moments of indecision and forgetfulness, where we're, we're, we'll be craving sugar a lot more. 
And one of the reasons is because when we're under chronic stress and we're not managing it, um, you know, the brain runs on glucose. So in addition to being a you know, soothing, giving us a dopamine hit, the brain also needs more energy when we're under chronic stress. And a lot of us will, uh, if we don't know any better, it's like, okay, well, grab the cookies, grab the chocolate bar, you know, like I'll only have one square and then all of a sudden you've eaten the whole thing. And it's like, well, how did that happen? And also your uh, sex drive will probably be suffering. So, you know, libido is a huge indicator of, of, of our health as, as a woman. So even if you are not, um, you know, with anybody or having sex, a houseplant and an attractive man or woman or whatever your sexual preference should interest you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like there's, there should be, there should be a difference between the two. Um, and yeah. I've talked to women where they're like, I got nothing, you know, um, or if they're in uh, a stable partnership and they're like, I, I love them. I know I do, but I'm not interested in having sex whatsoever. You know, that's something that needs to be investigated and it, and it can have other, you know, other things can be going on besides your hormones. But if you're also under chronic stress, our libido is one of the first things to kind of go offline. And then stage three is what I like to call shaky ground. And this is when your, your sex hormones become really unstable. Again, because your body is just diverting all of this energy to keeping up with what it thinks is, you know, life or death situations, right? It doesn't really know the difference because it just knows that you're on constant high alert. And if you are not supplementing, you're not nourishing your body and you're just going for these foods that deplete you further, like the sugar, like the alcohol, like the refined carbs, then that's where things really kind of get out of whack. And you'll definitely at this point notice uh, a worsening in your PMS symptoms, whether that be um, the cramping, bloating, the feeling crunchy, you know, very reactive because progesterone is what keeps us feeling calm and grounded. So when we're running low or we're not ovulating, we snap at everything. <laughs> it's like everything is just too much. And this is, you know, also true if you aren't familiar with your menstrual cycle and, and how to work with those specific energies and you expect yourself to be the same as the week after your period, which is, you know, because estrogen is on the rise and estrogen has a positive relationship with serotonin in the brain. So that's what makes us feel, you know, outgoing and optimistic and and if you expect to be that way throughout your entire menstrual cycle, then you can also run into trouble, right? Because a lot of times when we don't honor those boundaries and our need for, for space and need to be alone, then that just adds to the stress. So yeah, and this is where you might start seeing symptoms of low thyroid, uh, you know, weight gain that comes on that you're like, how did this happen? I haven't changed anything with my, with my diet. The hair that's, you know, a lot of my clients have hair that's falling out. A lot of women don't realize there's a, a problem with their thyroid. And it's, it's kind of sad, really, because we put so much emphasis on physical appearance as women. But a lot of us don't realize there's an issue with our thyroid until our hairdresser says something or we can't zip up our jeans. You know, yes. it's like that's what gets us to act. And this is also the stage where a lot of women, when they go to their physician, they're told to 
start taking birth control, you know, to manage the, the period symptoms, where a lot of women might choose not to even have a period, you know, and go on one of those options, which is really robbing yourself of very valuable information. Sleeping pills are often prescribed a lot at this point, and antidepressants as well. And as someone who has battled with depression for the last 20 years, and my, my depression is related to premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is you know hormonally based. But I know that if I do not do the basic things, like especially sleep, that my depression comes back. And you know that's the thing before you get to the point where you need a prescription. And I'm not pill shaming at all because we're you know we all need to use re the resources that are available to us. But before you get to that point where you're in a doctor's office and you're talking about lab reports, like go back to basics because yes. you get lots of opportunities for success, but you only get one body. And the more research they're doing, the more they realize that a lot of the chronic conditions that show up, especially as women in mid-light, those things were brewing for years and even decades before. That's why I love here that you've explained all three of these. So clearly like the three of these stages before you hit stage four. And I want you to share that in just a moment because there's so many warning signs, right? And I think knowing these, these stages is really helpful because we can go, all right, well, what can I do at each stage so that I can take myself out of that place? And so can you explain briefly that total exhaustion period? And then I'd really love to just go into a little bit about if we feel like we're in one of these phases based on everything that you've shared, what are some of the ways that we can get ourselves out of it? Like what can we do in the short term that's going to support us to get out of this? Yeah, absolutely. So stage four burnout is, is exhaustion. It's, it's, it's systemic exhaustion. That's when your body kind of waves a white flag and your, your cortisol um, levels will um, be lower than they should be, um, which means that you'll most likely be getting sick a lot more often as well. In addition to always feeling tired despite having slept, you know, this is where we also see things like Hashimoto's and other autoimmune diseases come in um, as a result of, you know, years, because the, the stages that I mentioned, you know, that's the thing, we really do have time on our side, usually, we can be in stage two or three for years before we get to stage four. But yeah, this is where you will need to address everything from your hormone health to your gut health to because that's another thing that in the stages of burnout, you know, what's your gut up to? That's a huge warning sign as well. You know, if you are not having regular bowel movements or if you're, you know, diarrhea, bloating, you know, like you can't eat anything without blowing up, that's a sign of gut dysbiosis, which also goes along with chronic stress. So stage four burnout is basically being flatlined. And yeah. that's when all of the things that you want to do just have to be put on hold. So if we identify as being in any one of these stages, what are some of the short-term things that we can do to support ourselves? So things, whether it might be something like today, literally something that we can do today to start to support ourselves. And then some of the steps that we can take to get ourselves out of this and never return on a long-term basis. Sleep. Yeah, I mentioned it before, but 
it's one of the things that I think is often sacrificed as an entrepreneur because especially when you are highly driven, you know that there's always one more thing you could do or 10. And this is something that, um, you know, I've definitely struggled with in my own business because I'm a single mom and I'm only one person. Sometimes it's not about being capable of doing something. If being capable means burning yourself out in the process. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think that so many of us, even from, you know, the time we were little girls, we just always had it in our minds that if you are not doing it at 100, you're not doing it, period. We're not used to the gray area. You know, it's yes. like, if it's not 100%, it's a fail. That's how I felt going through school. You know, like if I didn't get the 100% on the exam, it's like, what was that for? <laughs> so if you carry that mindset with you as an entrepreneur, that's a recipe for burnout right there because there's always something more to do to get to that 100%, right? So yes, sleep, committing to getting to bed by 10 p.m., 11 at the latest. But if, if you are going to sleep at 11, that means no screen time, you know, for that hour leading up to it. But as long as you're getting eight hours, you know, then, then you're good. And supporting your circadian rhythm so that you uh, are exposed to bright light, you know, in the 90 minutes after waking up and the reverse when you go to bed that you're dimming things down and and not being stimulated by all the blue light from the screens hydration something that we take for granted but you know we need to be drinking two and a half to three liters of water every day as women and some of that can be from water rich foods but when we are not hydrating we're not giving our bodies a chance to send all of these chemical messengers, you know, our hormones where they they need to be. And we're also creating stress in the body, you know, because stress isn't just about emotional stress. We create physical stress by eating inflammatory foods and not drinking enough water and not sleeping enough, you know. So if you are not drinking water, then buy a water bottle, glass water bottle and commit to, you know, having a minimum of two and a half liters a day. Meditate because that will also create greater communication between the two hemispheres of your brain and also increase gray matter in the brain as well. And one of the things that happens with chronic stress and also when we are overdoing it on the sugar is that our hippocampus shrinks and that's the part of our brain that's in charge of emotional regulation and memory consolidation. So like, uh, kind of valuable when you're running your own business, right? Yes. I often think about that one. I often think about like, I will put down the chocolate block because I know that my brain, my memory is literally related to how much chocolate I'm eating. We're talking 85%, 95%, you know, have the chocolate, but like if we're talking about the you know, milk chocolate, which is mostly sugar, then yeah. Yes. Think about it twice. Um, <laughs> put it down. Yeah. So meditation, making that a priority, you know, if you can, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the, you know, mid-afternoon after lunch. But if you've never meditated before, just start with five, work your way up. Avoiding the inflammatory foods and really incorporating protein, fat, and fiber in every meal to keep your blood sugar stable. Because keeping your blood sugar stable will also, you know, as I said, insulin is one of those foundational hormones that 
keeps your other hormones stable as well and as well as your mood and you can avoid all of those you know hangry episodes which you don't want either and making room for daily exercise and movement that really should be a non-negotiable and that can be anything from yoga which you know they found that if you're struggling with symptoms of depression which is often part of burnout that yoga is one of the most effective exercises but anything that you enjoy that's what you need to be doing we really need to release this idea that exercising as women is to look a certain way it's not <laughs> it doesn't matter how you look your body needs to move every day and especially now if you are you know confined to your home more than you were um, you know there's so many free workouts on YouTube that you can do just in your living room you know so you don't need to make it this whole thing of like oh if I look better I would go to the gym or I would you know you can literally just do a yoga routine do a low-impact aerobic routine do Pilates go swimming if that's your thing you know but it has to be something that you actually connect with because then you'll be consistent consistency is key so 10 mm -hmm. minutes every day like if you commit that up and say to my clients, let's just commit to 10 minutes every day because that feels like a no-brainer. That does a lot more good than saying, well, I'm only working out if I have an hour and then you do an hour a week, you know? So it's like one hour and then five days go by. No. Yes. We want consistency. And breathing, huge. Breathing is something that all of us can do at any given point in the day. So just slow down your breath when you feel like everything's getting overwhelming or too much. That's when you need to just take a few minutes to do those deep belly breaths, which will get you out of fight or flight, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. And also give yourselves, you know, that fresh oxygen that we need to think clearly and, and be calm and present in the moment. And uh, the last thing, is pay attention to your gut so not just your intuition you know which is huge but also your gut health and if you feel like you're constantly bloated or constipated or you know on the flip side diarrhea or things just aren't moving through the way that they need to be like red flag and investigate that it's not something to ignore and also your period. Your period's another thing, right? I have to, as a women's health coach, your period's another thing <laughs> that, you know, that needs to be investigated and not taken for granted. And I, I love that you've shared there. It's the combination of all of the tips that you can utilize as well as the things to pay closer attention to and closer awareness to. Jolinda Johnson, thank you so much for sharing all those tips and strategies. I just think having a conversation around burnout is so incredibly important because like I said before, it does not need to be the story of just because you're an entrepreneur that you need to go through burnout at some stage in your journey. And so thank you so much for sharing and providing greater awareness to our listeners about how they can avoid it in their lives. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure.
Thank you for joining myself and Jolinda for this episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I really hope it supported you to think more about your health and wellness as the CEO of your business. Now, I just wanted to let you know that for the month of September 2020, for the rest of this month, to celebrate my birthday, I'm offering you the opportunity to win a strategy session with me. All you need to do is jump on over and leave a five-star review and comment and let us know what you love most about the podcast so far. I'll then be going through and personally selecting somebody as the winner of that session. These sessions I don't offer anywhere anymore. I don't work uh, one-to-one or don't offer one-to-one sessions with any clients. So it's an epic opportunity for us to create strategy in your business. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll see you back here next week.